your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. And we've got a fun episode for you today. Maybe not so much. Uh, It's the good, the bad, and the ugly of the St. Louis Blues. Debacle. 3-2 loss to the Arizona Coyotes, the worst team in hockey. Josh and I hyped this team up to the moon on our last episode. Uh, We should have known better than to make the hockey gods mad because here we are, uh, (laughs) looking like idiots pretty much so we're going to talk a lot about that we're also going to preview uh the blues game tomorrow against the san jose sharks but before we talk about that i want to thank you guys once again for making us your first listen of the day uh if you're listening to us with your cup of coffee on your way to work on your commute whatever it might be uh we thank you guys so much dearly for that all right josh so knee-jerk reactions for the blues game against the coyotes uh i think craig Berube said it best uh if you go out there and just don't play, don't show up. You're going to lose to any team in the NHL, uh, especially when you – he said they only played one period, really. So for 40 minutes of the game, they're just skating around. Tory Krug said they were stupid at times. What was your opinion of the St. Louis Blues' performance against the worst team in hockey? Um, I mean, I tweeted out right after Arizona's third goal – uh, I tweeted, it's good that the Blues are getting their worst performance out of the way early in the season. Uh, and a lot of people were like, oh, no, they'll have worse performances later. I'm sure they will. But context-wise, um, with the hot start that they had, with the way that they lost giving up two power play goals to the second or third worst power play team in the league while getting two of your better power players or one of your better penalty killers back in Oscar Sundqvist, um, just it all came together to really turn into one of the least enjoyable blues games I've watched in a long time. Um, But that being said, I think it's important to keep in mind that we've seen sort of a tale of two teams through the first, what, 15 games of the season. We saw a team get off to a 5-0-0 start scoring six goals a game, looking like they could beat any team out there and then we saw a 10 game stretch or even the last four game stretch um of a team that looks like they're not even going to make the playoffs and that has no no capability of playing defense whatsoever um so i think it's important to keep in mind that both of those examples are not what this blues team represents this is not a team that's going to be going out scoring six goals a game but this also isn't a team that's going to lose to the arizona coyotes on a consistent basis um it should be pretty humbling for them to know that maybe they're maybe the blues aren't as good as some of the players thought they were you know, going into a game like Arizona, they mentioned it a lot on the broadcast, a classic trap game. You, tr- you treat it with a little less focus than any other game. You treat it with a little less intensity than any other game. And the next thing you know, you're getting – you you, you should have gotten blown out by Arizona. I'll, I'll put it there. With all the high day, all the high danger scoring chances that the Coyotes have, the Blues are lucky they didn't put up four goals in the first period much less like 10 goals in the game. Any other team that isn't the Arizona Coyotes, Arizona Coyotes that was hampered by injuries, by the way, they didn't even have some of their better forwards. Um, 
They're lucky the blue that they didn't get blown out ten nothing last night. They're lucky that that performance came against the Arizona Coyotes. That being said, I don't think that performance comes against the other team because as we know all too well, the Blues have a tendency to either play up or play down to their opponents depending on the skill level. Uh, another one goal game, which is getting a little frustrating, but um, man, I don't know. I, I think overall, you just got to try to try to flush that game, try to put it out of your mind, say like, okay, here's what you don't do. But I'm not panicking yet. Three, five, and two in your last 10. Not panicking yet for sure. But I think yesterday, last night as a whole, was extremely hard for me. And not just because I I had a lot of words to say on the podcast and none of them lined up with the performance that the Blues uh, came out with. And so I think anytime that happens, you know, I'll be the first one to say hand up. I was just way wrong. My expectations for this team were way wrong in what I thought was going to happen against uh, the Coyotes. I thought they'd view it as a game to pad their stats. I thought they'd view it as a game to uh, bounce back after two very hard games against uh, competitive teams. I thought they'd be like, hey, we can still play that competitive. Let's just do it against one of the bottom dwellers in the league. Didn't happen. Lost 3-2. But I feel like every year, and this is why this is why this game hurts so bad. And I know people are gonna say like scorched earth, it's a long season. I understand. I agree. I still think there's a Stanley Cup ten contender. I still think this team is capable of winning it all at the end of the year. But the reason I'm close to full scorched earth is like it hurts, right? Because every single season I have this kind of like consensus of where I think this blues team is at and I'm confident and uh, comfortable and like, okay, well like this is who they are. Maybe they're not as good as I would like them to be, but at least I know like where they stand. Right. It happened with the Stanley cup year. I was all in on loose for twos. I thought this team didn't have it. There was a whole bunch of moving parts going in uh, and they just weren't figuring it out. Next thing you know, they flipped the script, flipped the tables on me and they're winning the Stanley cup. And I feel like every year there's something similar that happens in that same regard in this season uh, we're 15 games in and it's already happened where we had just absolutely lighting it up at the start of the season. This team's making passes, making entry, making neutral zone entries look easy. And I'm like, okay, well, this team is skilled skating wise, scoring wise, offensive wise. Like maybe they're not the best at defense, but at least I know they can put the puck in the back of the net and they can expose some of these teams that or at the bottom of the division. They're never going to have a problem getting into the offensive zone and getting it set up. So what do they do? They struggle the entire night to do just that, and then they re- refer and they they resort back to dump and chase kind of, and then when they do that, they don't, they don't win the board battles that is the bread and butter of Blues hockey for the last five years. And I'm like, whose team is this? Because it's not mine. I've never seen this it, before in my it, life. It, it yeah, and and you look at you look at like the power play, especially last night, where the Blues have done such a good job of getting it into the zone, being patient, moving the puck around, and cycling. I could I don't think I have enough fingers to count how many times the Blues were on the power play, and I hate to do this, but Jordan Kyrie or Robert Thomas got the puck rushed into the zone and rather than and it was other guys not just those two but got the puck rushed into the offensive zone rather than trying to make a setup play deep past the defender fired it on net tipped by a defender out of play or turned a puck over it seemed like they had no patience last night and that was so frustrating especially once they started like giving up some goals it felt like they were just trying to 
you know, throw everything at the wall, seeing what's stuck. And it, it, I think patience has been one of the biggest, uh, biggest aspects of success for the Blues this year. Moving the puck, making that extra pass. And last night, I feel like they went away from everything that made them a successful hockey team. Which, I guess, if you're going to lose a game, it's it, losing one where you do pretty much everything wrong is. I guess a little relieving because you know that, Hey, maybe if they do some, some, some things right next time, they'll get a win. But man, oh man, if we see some of those habits that appeared in the Arizona game, uh, poke their heads up over the next few games, it's, it's going to be bad. I mean, I feel like we're at square one right now for this season. We saw a really good blues team for the first half, a really bad blues team for the second half right now, moving into the San Jose game, that loss was that loss against Arizona was clearly going to be a, a awakening moment. All the lines got shuffled. Craig Berube is not messing around. So you're at square one right now. you got a chance to redefine the season starting tomorrow night in Arizona, and you got a relatively easy schedule moving forward the rest of this month. So it's going to be about these next few games. You know, if we see those habits continue to form, maybe it is, maybe that panic does start to creep in. But if we see good habits start to form and we see them rebound after a loss like this, then maybe, maybe this loss wasn't all that bad. Maybe it was good to give the blues a little bit of an extra kick to get them going, but man, is it going to be, is it going to be a testy few weeks? I did not think we were going to be this stressed this early in the season after that hot start, but here we are. Yeah. And I really think you hit the nail on the head. These next couple of games are really going to, it's either going to raise fans spirits back up or it's going to crush them once again. And I think it's, it's, it's a good reset for the St. Louis Blues to reestablish themselves uh, and prove that they're hungry. So uh, we're going to be talking about more of the debacle with the Coyotes as well as the preview uh, for the next game against the San Jose Sharks. But before we do, Josh, if you're hungry, uh, you got to check out our friends over at Built Bar because they are doing fantastic things over there. And if you love Thanksgiving like I do, all the good food and treats and plenty of them. Maybe you want a yummy dessert, but it, but one that isn't f- so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar or go for a raspberry built bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any dessert. Low calorie, low low carb, low fat, high protein, covered in 100% chocolate. Built bars are the greatest option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built bar or two. Share some of your family gatherings. It'll make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a built bar yet. You can be the one to put her on. There's new, there's new surprises all month, limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often, and there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday, so mark your calendar, because Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We'll be right back. All right, Josh. So, final thoughts on the debacle of the Coyotes versus the Blues. Uh, give me your good, bad, and ugly, and then after that, we can kind of reset, take a breather, and look forward to a San Jose Sharks team that the Blues have already defeated this season. All right. So, the good. Scott Perunovich looked solid. 
Um, there were a lot of times out there when he made the right play, he made the right read, he looked patient, he looked confident, had a couple good scoring opportunities, set some other guys up for good scoring opportunities. Uh, he was really solid. There were also times where it looked like he was in a precarious situation where he was going to turn the puck over and then he'd pull some 360 no-look pass out of him and, and showed some flashes of what makes him really special. I am still full full stock on the Scott Perutovich train. Last night does not change that. I think he was one of the best players on the Blues, to be completely honest, especially on the Blues defense. Um, the bad... They got completely outworked by a team that had one win up until that point. They looked like there was no fight. Um, and the ugly is they are 3-5-2 and two in their last 10 games, and the Blues have completely erased their best start in franchise history and now sit, I believe, in a wild card spot, but have a tough road ahead of them in terms of reestablishing the dominance that they were looking at just a week and a half ago. Uh, but overall, and as Brandon points out, there were three new players in the lineup last night. Um, that hadn't really been playing consistently with this team, could have thrown things off. And also, the other thing, these guys know how bad the Coyotes were. These guys know how exciting the return of Oscar Sundqvist was. These guys being the players, obviously. The players know how exciting the return of Oscar Sundqvist was. The players know how exciting the return of Troy Krug was. The players knew the expectations of last night's game. And that is the perfect definition of a trap game. Um, I said it on the podcast yesterday. It sounded like I was joking, but there was a part of me that believed it when I said I was fully expecting the Coyotes to blow out the St. Louis Blues because that is every recipe of of a trap game. It's not like the NBA where if a 14 seed beats a one seed, it's like headlines for a week. It's hockey. Craig Ruby said it best. If you don't show up to play, you'll get beat by any team in the NHL, no matter how good they are. doesn't matter if they're 0-81. If you show up to game 82 and you don't try, they'll whoop your butt. So... Look, the 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 one positive you could kind of flip it on its head and say, well, you certainly know what what to point at and say these are the glaring issues because they all reared their heads last night. I feel like every little problem that we've seen from the Blues this season was in full full effect last night. Whether it's the lack of effort, uh, the lack of consistent defense, the lack of generating offense at five on five, it was all there last night. Um, that being said. I didn't see a single single sign of the Blues that had I'd seen in the five straight wins at the beginning of the season. So I know that team still exists. I know that they can get back to that, but it's a matter of not kind of falling on your luck and, and wallowing in that. You got to bounce back. You got to flush it, and you got to look at this next game against Arizona as a chance to reestablish the dominant team that I think we all know that they can be. Yeah, I I think if the team that plays the Canes or the team that plays the Oilers shows up against the Coyotes. You probably win that game five, nothing five to one, something Absolutely. like that. Just, I mean, and it's just a tale of, it's like Jekyll and Hyde really out there. I, I think the team that shows up in any other game, the blues have played this season would have beat the Coyotes last night. The Coyotes didn't play particularly well. They didn't bury a single scoring chance, like high danger scoring chance. They just scored on a couple power plays and then, you know, Barrett eight and made something out of nothing off of a turnover. They could have won like seven nothing. The Coyotes gave the Blues every chance to win that game. Yeah, and I think Yeah, like I said, I think the the hardest part for me was I didn't think the Blues were capable. The the way that they were constructed this season with their depth, the names on their roster, and now Scott Prunovich coming up and getting all these guys back. I, I didn't think the Blues were capable of playing as bad as they did, but I think you're right that if any of the other Blues teams we've seen the, throughout this season uh, show up against the Coyotes, they end up winning that game. For me, uh, good, bad, and ugly. Good, Ryan O'Reilly's back. 
Uh, I if he is feeling effects of a lingering or lingering effects of COVID, it wasn't. It didn't look like it uh, the other night against the Coyotes because he was on fire and doing his thing once again. So uh, you love to see that he's your captain. He's the guy you look to uh, in in times of in peril. Uh, and he was he was absolutely on one last night. I think Robert Thomas had a good game too, and I'm sure a lot of people will want to blame him uh, for that goal where he just kind of. He, he missed the puck on that drop pass. I think that was Hayton, wasn't it? And went in all alone and they scored. Um, but the sustained pressure before that, the incapability of the defense clearing the zone, I think a lot of that led to that goal. But Robert Thomas is slinging passes left and right. He's creating opportunities in the offense. Uh, and Jordan Cairo uh, also scored a goal too. So those are some positives there. Um, the bad, I think that was – probably this season, probably in the last two seasons, that was the worst game I've seen from David Perron in a long time. And I don't know if it was because he was bumped down to the third line and uninspired, uninspired, if he's tired or what's going on there. But I think when Tory Krug was talking about uh, players playing stupid, and I don't want to call David Perron stupid because he's a very talented player. He's been doing this for a long time, but there was a couple times, like there was one time he did like a 180 in the neutral zone and just threw the puck till the corner and dumped it. I'm like, what do uh, we do? I'm like, what are we doing here? You know? So it's like, yeah. it's, it's head scratches like that where I'm like, I just, it's just uncharacteristic of the David Perron. How about that? His last two years. Uh, how about that He's one play? It, up. it wasn't Perron. I want to say it was, God, I don't even know who it was. It was like Bortuzzo. No, it was it was Bushnevich. Was like coming behind the net and then threw the puck directly out front off of our own defender's skates, and it almost went in. Like it's plays like that. Like he had the entirety of the ice to pass to, and the pass went into our own crease. Yeah, it is. It was a lot of plays where you just went, "What? Like, come on! Like I would have made a better decision there. I could have made a better read there." Yeah, and it just goes back to Craig Bruby saying like make the easy decisions, make the smart decisions. And I feel like uh, for the longest time, that's kind of been like, they'll talk about it on the broadcast when players make their debuts. Like I think there was one play where Perunovic uh, tried to force a pass instead of just ripping the shot and Panger called it on the broadcast. And like, usually those are, uh, those are sparse, right? At, over the course of a game, but you get young guys that come up and they tend to make those mistakes. But it felt like the, the entire blues team uh, was making those mistakes. And we got a lot of veterans on this team. So problematic but i think they'll bounce back especially against san jose sharks team that they know pretty well and as you like to bring up since uh, the hand pass their record's looking pretty good against them because the coyotes have always kind of had our number and as much as we as much as we like to look at the fact that they were (laughs) last in the league oh my god Uh, hey we almost gave them a a win in our first game against them we forget that that seven four game was a lot closer than the score made it look that's true. Uh, but yeah, so I think we'll bounce back against the Sharks. Uh, finally, my ugly, you had it as your bad, but I think the fight of the St. Louis Blues was just not there at all. Because like Craig Rubick talked about, like you show up to a game and you're not prepared or you're, or you come in with not the right energy or you just, you're not playing for two periods. You would think one goal against or two goal against, um, or these huge mistakes that are happening would be a wake-up call to this team, and they would fight back like we saw against Edmonton and against the Canes. Uh, and it just it just didn't seem like it was there. Like I, I feel like everyone on the Blues just kind of figured that, oh, like we're supposed to beat this team, so it'll figure itself out. Like I don't know if like uh, I think the broadcast talked about work ethic and like you always have to have work ethic, otherwise you're going to get exposed. And it just didn't feel like 
the normal blues work ethic of grinding down low, grinding on the boards, grinding out possession. It just wasn't there at all. So that's my uh, good, bad, and ugly for the Blues game against the Yotes. Couldn't be much worse. Um, no. And yeah, that being said, I think we got it's pretty pretty concise. My thoughts for the the Sharks game. Um, I'll have to give my thoughts for lockdown player of the game, though. I'll have to, I'll have to put make that decision while you're while you're ripping the ad read. But uh, yeah, against the Sharks, it'll be a yeah. big one. Uh, as JTAP points out in chat, um, he's keeping a spreadsheet of mine and Tommy's picks for lockdown player of the game. And he said, I got the inaugural first dub for picking Tarasenko, which I'm not even too proud of. I, he said he didn't consider not giving anyone a point. I, I would have agreed with that decision, but I'll take the first That's all right. So, yeah, uh, yeah. we'll Lockdown make him the official, the, he'll be the official scorekeeper. I appreciate that, Jay. Love it. He's always here. He's always the first one in the chat. So yes, sir. big ups to the guy. Um, but uh, if you want to bet on Locked On Player of the Game, Calder Trophy, Stanley Cup, there you got to go. check out our friends over at Bet Online because they're back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basket, or the basketball season and the NHL season, and there's more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. A little bit of Texas Hold'em if you want, Josh. Ooh. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. At Bet Online, where the game starts, we'll be right back, so don't go anywhere. Okay, Josh, big bounce back game. You're coming I, off. I've arguably, never had an easier pick for lockdown player of the game. By the way. Okay, I like that. You're coming off arguably uh, the worst loss, not arguably the worst loss so far this season, and arguably the worst loss you could possibly have this season. So, in your opinion, Josh, what are the Blues going to have to do to bounce back? What are they going to have to do differently? What's going to be their focal point and Along with that, who is going to be your locked-on player of the game? Yeah, I think it's easy. I think there are a couple different storylines that play into it. Um, I think a, a loss like that is definitely going to cause a little bit of turmoil in the locker room. Not going to say anyone's pointing fingers or anything like that. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But I definitely think that there's going to be some some doubts in that locker room. Some guys that really had a poor game that are... You know, questioning whether or not the hot start was real, whether or not their hot start was real. I'm sure that there was not a pretty scene in that locker room after the game. Um, and after a loss like that, you got to rebound. You got to come back stronger. You got to come back more collective and cohesive as a unit. And that starts with leadership. Um, and I think the Blues have always had a really good leadership core, uh, even back to when, you know, David Backus was the captain. Uh, but right now, they have a new captain or relatively new captain in Ryan O'Reilly, uh, a guy that has been coming off of COVID, has struggled in his return to COVID, but finally looked like his normal self last night. And if I had to imagine who's the most ticked off after a loss like that, I would not be surprised if it was Ryan O'Reilly. He's a guy that plays with a lot of passion. He's a guy that uh, is also known to, you know, hold players accountable, holds himself accountable a lot. Uh, so wearing that C on his jersey is pretty self-explanatory that he's probably going in there and, and, you know, reading the team, the riot act saying like, this is not what we are as a team. This is, you know, we're better than this. 
Um, not to mention he's probably the best player on the team when he, when he's playing at his peak. Um, so if he can, if he comes in against San Jose and, and set and, you know, leads by example, shows the rest of the team how they can play, uh, especially with, you know, hopefully fully energized following his, his bout with COVID. Um, I would expect him to get back on the, in the goal column for sure. Cause he was sniffing around the net a little bit last night as well. Obviously no real high danger scoring chances anyways. So can't really blame him for not finishing any of them, but he had a beautiful assist on Kairou's goal. He was everywhere last night. He was one of the team's best forwards, if not the team's best forward. Um, Ryan O'Reilly is my pick for lockdown player of the game against the San Jose Sharks. Easy. Okay, so you picked the potential forty goal scorer last game and Vladimir Tarasenko in this one. Well, now that I our other really good now, player and Ryan now that O'Reilly, I know that had, now that I know that we're keeping his score biggest bounce back game of the season. Okay, yeah, but I saw you. It's, it's just more pick. No, you're right. It's just way more fun to pick dark horses. So I'm going to keep doing. Okay, that. we can so, pick. We can pick dark horses <laughs> when we don't lose to a team with one win in fifteen games. I, I I think it's I think you're spot on that Ryan O'Reilly's gonna lead the charge for any game uh, that the St. Louis Blues play, but particularly this next one uh, against the San Jose Sharks. But I've been very impressed uh, with not only the play of a certain player this season, but also the words and the comments that he makes in games thereafter. And uh, one of the things that he said, he did mention that the Blues played stupid at times, but he also uh, said that he's going to, they have to look inwards and take a look at themselves and realize like what team they are and how talented they are and what they're capable of. Uh, And I think he talked about being vocal and not a lot of, not a lot of the guys on the team were vocal and talking uh, to each other. And he thinks that could be attributed to the two rough losses that they took right before that. But Tory Krug has really impressed me in both of those aspects this season. Uh, I think he's playing the best hockey we've seen from him in a St. Louis Blues jersey. And obviously coming back from COVID, there might be a little bit of rust to knock off. He did look like he was skating a little bit slow against the Coyotes. But towards the end of the game, he looked more like his former self and uh, was slinging the pucks around like no other. So I think... Uh, obviously Ryan O'Reilly is going to be a leader in that department, but for the defense, I think Tory Krug makes a huge difference. Not only his presence on the ice and the way that he plays, but his voice in that locker room uh, and his experience in playing for a team like the Boston Bruins uh, that were so good for so many years and still are so good for so many years. Um, with that Stanley Cup experience, with he knows exactly what it takes uh, to handle business against these lower teams as well as handle business against these better teams. So I'm going with Tory Krug for my locked on player of the game. Okay, so you pick our best offensive defenseman. We're we're, we're both we're both <laughs> going with not, easy pick. I mean, there's no the clear cut divide of our defensemen. Look, man, I we'll check like this. Justin we'll check Falk, the scoreboard at the end of the Krug. year. Okay, we'll check. Maybe maybe Jay Tapple will award bonus points. We can, for our course yeah, we can put. We can also put together a list of who our picks are, and we'll see how many times you pick the top three players on our team. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! Man, man, look at this. Giving you it, trouble. It, even co- the the Blues losses are even causing turmoil here on Lockdown. <laughs> it's tearing. It's tearing everybody. I'm gonna make a trade, Tommy. I'm gonna make a trade request. Okay. Don't you don't uh, you test me. me. <laughs> no, for me, I'm 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 shipping myself out. I need a change of scenery. Hey man. Hey, all's well it ends well. I, honestly, if we just if we win next game, 
it'll all be I, we'll forget we'll forget about this loss yeah exactly yeah you're right you're right you're totally right that's why like it's really nice that as much as it stinks that the blues lost to the now two and 13 or two and 14 coyotes it's pretty nice that this happened now and not like game 75 when every every win either puts you in first in the central or out of a playoff spot because uh, they have a lot of time to learn from a loss like that and a lot of things to learn from a loss like that uh, and and you're totally right if they come out against the sharks and play an opposite performance than they played against the arizona coyotes then yeah we'll be like man good thing they lost like that because they haven't looked this good since the first five games of the regular season but who knows i'm hoping that's what we talk about tomorrow or the next day but we'll see and maybe it's just because i've got like ptsd now or whatever but it's it feels like this sharks game coming up could be a trap game too no. <laughs> like if you think about it like they're the blues, all trap the games. blues right now are like what eight and five eight and four eight four and two something like that they're like eight, eight and four and or eight and five eight five and two and the sharks are like eight five and one or eight four something like that they're like their records are really similar so um on paper i think everyone can agree that the blues roster should be able to handle the sharks and we've already beat them this season so you know we should go out and take care of them again but there's some guys on that team that are playing extremely hot hockey right now and uh, they got the whole city of san jose um fired up so yeah they got that defenseman too that came at ferraro i think Mm -hmm. but he's just kind of come out of nowhere and been an absolute force for them so it's gonna be interesting to watch uh but i'm not gonna come out and say we're gonna put up a four spot on him anymore because I really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be very interesting. I think the team probably was still riding off of the the a little bit of overconfidence from their hot start, playing a little bit too loose, playing a little bit too cocky and confident, and it hadn't really caught up to them yet. Um, and it did against Arizona last night, like I said, with the power play rushes of guys just trying to do it all themselves, trying to make highlight real goals left and right. Uh, I think we really saw all of those issues come to a head last night. Um, that being said, it's a good opportunity to reset because I don't. I think we've been seeing the Blues stray away from what's been making them successful a little bit more and more consistently over the past few games. They've just been fortunate enough to hang in those games. I think it takes a game like this to sort of reset your system a little bit and get them back to the team that we know they can be. Um, I know it just sounds like, oh, a silver lining, but I, 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 I have enough faith in this team where I think a loss like that will be a positive thing rather than a negative thing. Um, but it's going to be an important test because a loss like that can very well you know, spiral you into a negative trajectory for the rest of the season. So the Blues need to be very responsible in terms of channeling that loss positively and not just trying to overcompensate against the Sharks. Absolutely. So we'll see if the Blues come out on top against the Sharks or uh, if they drown and go to five games on their losing streak. Uh, But I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. Subscribe to us on YouTube and hit that bell. That way you get notified every time we go live. You can ask questions in the chat like Brandon and JTAP. We thank you guys so much for that and contributing to help our show because without you guys, it wouldn't be possible. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at LockedOnBlues. You can follow me on Twitter at 12 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.